We are the biggest entrepreneur destination on the planet. Welcome to Business Rockstars. I've got two rock stars for you today. I've got Jeremy Lasky and Danny Gonzalez. They are partners and co-founders at Perception. Thanks for joining us all Thanks the way from New us. York. Thanks for having us. Happy to have you. My pleasure. And why don't you just start out by telling me what is Perception? Sure. Uh, Perception is a design and visual effects studio that we founded in 2001. Uh, I guess about 16 years ago. And today we divide our time designing for feature films, uh, a lot of interface design and technology for movies, but we also spend an equal amount of time designing futuristic user experiences for real world technology companies. Awesome, so are we talking video design or what mediums are we talking about when it comes to design? So for the, for the feature films, it's all uh, motion graphics, uh, compositing, so we make it, uh, the, the first film we worked on was Iron Man 2. Robert I've Downey. heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Most uh, people have. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Tony Stark, and we designed the entire digital universe. So his phone, his touch screens, um, smart TVs, smart mirror, things like that. Um, and then that led to, that was really the shift for us, that led to technology companies calling us and saying, hey, we have this great product, doesn't look as cool as what Tony Stark's using, we want you guys to make it look as cool. And then that's how we kind of went into that realm. So that, and that's more of like physical form design. And that's design. all, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't really think about that as I watch movies of the fact that you aren't just literally creating the individual components, you're creating an entire world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really are creating an entire ecosystem. And with today's audiences being so sophisticated and tech savvy, we have to be that much more authentic with what we create for films. So we're constantly looking for inspiration in the real world. And that has led to taking a lot of what we do for movies and bringing that into the real world projects as well. So it's science fiction influencing science fact. And it's this circle of creativity that flows back and forth continuously. So interesting. So you work on a lot of the Marvel movies, right? Yes. So tell me your thought process, kind of start to finish, whatever you can share about you know when there's idea and how you execute this new world. Well, it all comes down to storytelling. Uh, and that's a, the key component and the foundation of everything we do, whether it's for technology companies or for feature films. Obviously, for the feature films, everything we're doing has to continue the storyline for that particular moment in time. There's moments in films now where audiences are staring directly at a computer screen or a heads-up display. So for those moments, the story is being told exclusively through graphics and interfaces, and that's something that we take very seriously. You know, it's a huge honor to have to continue a plot line and make sure we don't lose the audience along the way. So we're in constant contact with the filmmakers and the writers. What are the exact plot points of this moment? And how can we tell those, those story points in a continuous and sequential way so we don't lose the audience at any step along the process? So we're continuing an arc of the story from live action to live action and oftentimes bridging it with interface and, and computer graphics in the middle. Can you maybe give me an example of one of your favorite worlds and stories that you brought to life? Sure, I mean, the one that, that um, was a ton of work to do was Robocop in 2014 um, because a lot of those graphics and a lot of that story was being told through the heads up display of Robocop himself. So you got to see his view, his emotions. I mean, we did everything. Uh, you know, we, we did like psychological profiles and we came up with all these different types of, you know, whether it be different colors, different fonts, different mm -hmm. ways of doing uh, motion as far as sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow, depending on what his mood is in, things like that. Then we had to redesign 
uh, a different setup for his reboot because he got a better system. He got an upgrade uh, to his operating system. Um, and then there's uh, different situations where, for Marvel, for instance, there's a different type of technology for Tony Stark as there is for uh, Thor's girlfriend, who her stuff looks like she makes it you know, out of Radio Shack parts and out of her garage. So we have a whole type of personality profile we do with all the different types of characters. So your industry has changed so rapidly in the past 10 plus years. Tell me a little bit about how you've not only kept up with it, but you've actually been one of the leaders and the disruptors in this field. So when we started, Perception was a motion graphics studio, and we came from a pretty high-end visual effects, a legendary studio called RGA, and that's where Danny and I met. And we were working on commercials and films and uh, music videos using pretty high-end expensive machines. And when we started Perception, it was this motion graphics revolution. It was this idea that we could do everything that we used to do on Avids and Flames we could now do on the desktop using Final Cut and After Effects and a number of other uh, software um, uh, pieces that we got involved with for a fraction of the cost, and it was a lot more economical for our clients. So technologically, we were right there at the very beginning when After Effects and Final Cut was really starting to become an industry standard of animation and visual effects. It was definitely a, a transitionary moment. It didn't happen overnight, and there was a lot of education that had to happen for clients who were used to going to these high-end suites and sitting behind an artist that was working on these flames and these inferno machines. And now we were doing things on the Mac, on the desktop that were, it was a bit of a, a, a culture shift for a lot of our clients. Yeah, for sure. How did you get them on board? And I'm sure it took a little convincing, even though you knew yeah. it was the right yeah. move. Well, I mean, we had a great um, archive of work you know, coming from RGA. We had a great reel and a great you know, resume. Um, so once they gave us the one shot at it, we did it so well that they were just like, oh man, you guys have, must have like eight employees. And this is just the two of us in literally a closet of this photo retouching studio that we rented this little space from. And we just cranked out work like it was, you know, going out of style. You know, we, we, we knew creatively what we wanted to do. So, you know, we just used the technology that we had in a, in a very different way than what everybody was using it. And we just knew how to set things up and build it in, in a module way where, you know, for example, one of the first projects we got was a, a campaign for HBO was The Sopranos. And they asked us to uh, pitch it, so we pitched it. We won it, we won the project, cause we, and, and what we had to do was not only come up with creative ideas, but come up with scripts, the music, and everything else that goes along with it. With it. So it was, again, oh, wow. a whole kind of personality for that promo that was gonna be, you know, sent out to, to the world through via HBO to get people to sign up for HBO to, to catch that season of The Sopranos. And we got the project, and then there were like probably about 150 different types of uh, endings we had to do and different types of versions. And they gave it to us, and we were sitting there, we were like, all right, we're going to figure this out in a way where, you know, we'll, 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 we can crank all these out like 10 a day and get, them, and get it to them. And then we would, and they would be like, you guys probably have like three different infernos and blah blah blah. It's like, nope, I got a laptop and he's got an Aqua G3 and we just we just know what we're doing. And slowly wow. but surely HBO, they saw how fast and how good and they loved the design that we kept on coming up with. They just kept coming and coming and then, you know, Showtime was calling us. They wanted to know who was doing all the work for HBO and 
then we got on board with ESPN, and then that's just when the snowballs snowball. from there. Basically. Yeah, and I like what you said. It's like your work just kind of spoke for itself. Yeah. So wasn't too hard to get people on board. And you also mentioned the constant educating yourself, and I mm-hmm. think that's a key thing because a lot of our entrepreneurs watching and listening, they want to identify those trends and be at the forefront of where their industry is going. And I would imagine the fact that you educated yourselves so often really, really helped. Would you say that's true? Yeah, absolutely. And and certainly with the technology, we're constantly testing out new products and new applications and figuring out if they could fit into our pipeline and how we could just constantly and, and continuously improve uh, our workflow, our speed, our efficiency. And that was a big reason why when we started Perception, it was that game changer event in the industry that, yeah, it's time to start moving things onto the desktop. And it, it, it worked, you know, and it came down to just being really smart with the tools and being really creative with them and then convincing old school clients that this is the future. <laughs> you know, it's okay. It's, you're going to get as good, if not a better product for a lot less money and probably most of the times faster. Yeah, totally. And what's interesting about what you guys do, too, is there's the technology component, the analytical component, but then there's the creative component. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's rare to have both in a company and in, in, in an individual. So can you speak to that about how you guys balance both sides of your business, more the technology and the creative? Yeah, I mean, for us now, especially with the projects we have, you know, a lot of our technology learning and, and experiences come from clients that that we either team up with or reach out to us to you know help them with the design and we learn a lot of for example you know we'll, we we just finished two different types of uh, haptic projects right so um, there's uh, one we did with Harman I don't know how how much information I can give but let's just say you can grab or you can control an interface from the air right and then there's another one where you can touch a screen but you get haptic feedback so you could feel the the volume getting louder, or you could feel a shift in what you're doing on your uh, display in your vehicle without having to look at it because everything's done by by touch. Um, and we we learn a lot of that from the technology clients we have, and we have creative technologists and a futurist, you know, on the team. But um, we that gives us the opportunity to then go to Marvel or any of the movies and say, we just did this really cool thing, and we think we should integrate it into the next part where Tony does this or you yeah. know, something for this movie. And we just take that to the next level where it's going to be amplified 10 times and you know, not, not too far ahead where it's not believable, but enough where it's like, wow, this technology that Tony's using right now in this movie could probably be around in three, four years. And again, it just, it's just a constant, it's like a, you know, a tennis match just goes back and forth, back and forth. Very cool. So do you think that creativity is something you either have or you don't have, or do you think that there's a way that you can nurture that creativity? I think it can be nurtured, but, you know, certainly there's, I think, an innate creativity that, you know, some people have and they need to express more than others. Um, You know, it was definitely uh, part of the inner fire that both of us had when we started Perception. And we were at this company, RGA, that was changing their entire business model at the time, which was a turning point in both of our lives because we both went away from RGA and started to do different things. But we had this burning desire to go back to the world that we used to work in that RGA was no longer doing. So we had to create it for ourselves. And that's kind of a a short version of the story of how Perception started is that the two of us kept in constant touch after we both left RGA. And we were both really uh, homesick for the work that we used to do. And we decided 
that we should take the plunge, take the risk. And given the existing technologies that were, were around at that time, it was possible for two guys to do it. So cool. Well, I want to talk to you more about that when we come back. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to discuss how you got to where you are today, because where you are is a place that a lot of our entrepreneurs would love to be. So sit tight. We are the biggest entrepreneur destination on the planet. This is Business Rockstars. We are the biggest entrepreneur destination on the planet. This is Business Rockstars, and we are continuing our conversation with the co-founders of Perception. So let's go back to that time when you started the business. We were talking over break about how you were actually kind of pushed out of your last job. So in a sense, it forced you to become entrepreneurs, which is a very, very common Mm storyline. So tell me about that time and, and that push to be an entrepreneur. Uh, RGA was in the middle of a transition between a digital studio doing visual effects for movies and commercials and becoming an interactive digital agency. And of course, they're hugely successful uh, and have grown exponentially to this day since that point. But go back to the year 2000 and everything was kind of moving into the dot-com world. So RGA wanted to go that direction. Danny and I were part of a, a, a smaller diminishing team at RGA that was still doing commercials and television while this interactive and digital team was slowly but surely being built up next to us. And there came a point in time where the executives basically decided we're either going to keep you guys on as interactive and website designers, or in a couple months, you'll be out into the, into the world. Which would you prefer? So I took the exit door. Um, and it was one of those moments that I look back on as one of the best things that ever happened. You know, at the time, it's it's scary. You know, you're sort of being laid off. You are being laid off. You're not sure what's going to happen. The future is very uncertain. But everything happens for a reason. And it kind of forced me to take a risk, take the plunge, and start planning things out to go towards our own company. Danny did stick around a bit longer than, than I did. And he stayed at RGA doing the interactive work. And while we were planning Perception, I started freelancing, doing some motion graphics work, doing some stuff for some of the networks uh, in New York. And we were putting the pieces together, you know, the whole time in the background. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we obviously stayed in touch. And once Jeremy uh, didn't want to freelance anymore, and he's like, we got to just do our own thing, he reached out, you know, basically said, either do it now or never. And at that point, I was at RGA, pretty comfortable. Um, I had my, my first child on the way, and Jeremy said, either leave RGA now or we're never going to do this. And I said, okay, that's it. Let's do it. So I left, and then we started Perception. So it was very uh, very nerve-wracking at the beginning when you got yeah. a, a, you know, a, a kid on the way. You know, he, had, uh, he was freelancing, but you know, leaving that behind um, and starting your own thing, it's, it's huge. You don't even realize half the stuff you have to do once you start your own company. Everybody thinks, like, you just get a space and... You the know, phone rings. And people start calling, <laughs> you know. It doesn't work that way. We're going to talk about that too, but I love what you said. You had a kid on the way. There's always yeah. a million excuses yep. why it's not the right time. So let's talk about that major milestone you reached, and it was a goal that you actively pursued, and yep. that's working with Marvel. Yep. How do you get that client? Um, that's a long story, um, and it certainly didn't happen by accident. They didn't just call us up one day or, or ring our doorbell. And um, that's something people assume a lot. You told yeah, me I that wish. people assume that Marvel just called you up. Hello. Yeah. yeah. So back again, going back to the very beginning where all these seeds were originally planted, 
it was right around the time that the first Spider-Man movie had come out, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. It was right around Bryan Singer's X-Men movies. So this was just the very, very beginning of the superhero, specifically Marvel superhero craze, trend, whatever you want to call it, tidal wave. And one of my ultimate dreams was to do uh, film titles. That was what I got out of college wanting to do. That's what led me into working in RGA. RGA was legendary for doing film title design. So all of a sudden, when I saw this coming tidal wave of Marvel movies, I thought, hmm, not only do I want to do a title sequence, I want to do a title sequence for a Marvel movie. So all of a sudden, we just started trying every way possible to get Marvel's attention. Um, it was, you know, letters and emails and tapes and reels. We tried to set up presentations. We tried to show them work. And it happened over many, many years and a lot of persistence. And ultimately, we had a, an opportunity to work on their animated features division, which was a pretty successful uh, division they had where they would release these feature-length cartoons to DVD. Um, and we got to do title sequences for three of them. One was uh, Hulk versus Wolverine, one was Planet Hulk, and the third one was Tales of Asgard. And those were life changers because all of the people that we got to work with on those ended up going into the movie division. Marvel Studios became its own movie studio right around Iron Man, and a lot of the people that we got to meet and show our, our potential to moved into the feature film world, and then they started giving us opportunities. So, so it was a cool. little bit at a time, and there's a lot of things I'm skipping over, but, but yeah, that's the... Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to remember where, you know, I'm from Queens, he's from Brooklyn, and we just take, we don't take no for an answer. <laughs> you know, people are like, yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk. So eventually we're just like, you know, we're going to be in L.A. tomorrow. We want to show you what we're thinking for, you know, this movie that's coming out, whether it's Hulk, whether it's Iron Man. They're like, well, if you're going to be in neighborhood, yeah, you can come by. We call from New York. We're like, next flight, we're on. <laughs> yeah. And when we're there, we have pictures of us outside of Marvel when they were... Yeah, I mean, that's another you know, thing is just timing, you know, and yeah. it was perfect timing because they were still small. They were still in Beverly Hills. They weren't, you know, part of Disney. So it was a different group and it was a neat, well, it was the same group, but it was a smaller group and it was just a little bit more uh, accessible. Um, I don't know how possible it would be today if we were starting off to break through. But, you know, we were there right at the beginning, so I think that was a big... So a few things. Find your in, find the good timing, be persistent. I love that. New York persistence. Yep. You can't take no for an answer. And then I think the third thing that needs to be mentioned is obviously your talent, your skill set needs to speak for itself. That's huge. You, you, you need all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of it came down to the passion for the brand, passion for the characters. Mm -hmm. And I, I think... Some of the, the wording we put in our very first communications was you'll not find a more passionate group than Perception when it comes to Marvel and the Marvel Universe. And it's true. We've so both been cool. Marvel fans since very, very young ages. And it's great so. that you made that known. I think that's another thing. Don't be afraid to make your passion known. Yeah. They mm -hmm. are going to love your passion. Yep. Yeah, they appreciate it because they know that whatever we build is going to add that much more to the story that they're trying to tell. Right. Because we're not faking it. We're not, you know, I know... Wolverine very well because I grew up reading the comic books my favorite character he knows Hulk like the back of his hand because he watched the television series and the and the comic books and all that stuff so um, you know it, it, it comes down to being a little bit fanatical to be honest yeah because you know even every machine at the studio is named after a superhero <laughs> Marvel um, superhero yeah um, you know we have uh, uh, an Iron Man bust in the corner of our conference room so 
you know. And I mean, we did that at the beginning. We did that long before working with Yeah, we did it before we, we even Marvel. worked with them. It was just something that, it was uh, part of the culture that we created at yeah. Perception because if I'm going to spend, you know, 14 hours a day working with this guy, I need to make my office or that, that, that little <laughs> closet that we were in interesting to be at. So we had, you know, a couple of, you know, Pez, uh, Hulk and uh, Wolverine toys. And, you know, I'm a huge uh, collector of Hot Wheels. So I had a couple of Hot Wheels in the office and it was second home. Mm-hmm. So cool. I love your guys' story. Congratulations on all of your you. success. You. So cool. And thank you for stopping by. Enjoy your time in sunny California. We will. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. You. We are the biggest entrepreneur destination on the planet. This is Business Rockstars.